Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, uh, and this is the 11th show of 2018. And uh, I hope to do these shows, as I said before, more frequently, hopefully every three weeks or so rather than once a month or I had a couple of months that I was not be able to do them because of other reasons, but uh, hopefully to get them out there more regularly for you and talk about more topics in astrology here that I'm sure you'll love to hear about and I love to talk about. Um, and, and so today what I thought I would do is talk about the, the sun having entered into Sagittarius on the 22nd here of November, but more especially to sort of broaden that out and not just talk about the, the sun sign astrology, which is what most people have heard and understand and seen in columns and newspapers and such. But really, to my understanding and, and, and certainly the accepted understanding of many astrologers is that no one is a sun sign, though, of course, your sun is in a certain sign. But you have all these other planetary config, uh, placements, as well as the chart structure itself, what's called a house structure of a chart where all the signs are, are placed in some manner or other throughout the chart. And therefore, I like to say, we're all the signs, each of us, though in different and wonderful combinations and mixtures that makes up, makes up our, our own individuality. And so what we want to do with today is maybe look at Sagittarius, um, looking at it certainly in the sun sign, being in the, the sun being in Sagittarius. But what does it mean to have your moon in Sagittarius or Mercury? Because many of you could have the moon there because the moon can be in any sign uh, and during the year mercury and venus being closer to the sun they they tend to be either a little head or a little behind or in the same sign as the sun during the sun our movement around the sun creating the, the 12 signs of the zodiac and so that uh, mercury might be if you're a sag in sag or it might be in scorpio it might be in capricorn roughly in the same thing for venus so you can stretch a little wider there but then we get to the planets beyond the Earth, like Mars and Jupiter and Saturn. Well, any of those planets could be in Sagittarius in any one individual's chart. So some of you have something in Sagittarius. If not, you're Mercury, maybe you're Saturn, maybe Jupiter, maybe it's your sun sign. And certainly in terms of your chart, there is some place in your chart that you have the sign of Sagittarius, whether it's on your first house or 10th house or 12th house. And so we'll take a look at what that might indicate too, to sort of illustrate how these things work in astrology and hopefully um, to help you better understand your own chart. And as before, certainly when we're done today, and I may make some other comments about other astrological things that are going on up there, uh, depending upon time, um, then we'll certainly open up uh, the show for your questions. And several of you are already hanging on there, and so I'll get to you in the order that you called in um, and answer your questions, which may be about what I'm talking about today. Or you may want to ask about yourself and a topic or question you have about your chart. Uh, and certainly just give me at least your birth date and birthplace to do that. And of course, if you have your time of birth, then I can do your exact chart and tell you exactly what I see, both in terms of who you are, but maybe what's going on in your chart right now. Okay. Um, and again, if you wish to, to uh, suggest any topic for the future, you can always email me at my email, bill at tried at gmail.com. 
uh, it's my name, Bill Atride, all one word, at gmail.com. And, and also contact me there if you would like to get a personal reading, because obviously that's what I've done for over 30 years now. Uh, maybe it's almost 40 years now <laughs> that I've been doing this work uh, and having quite a time of it and enjoying it very much, meeting all sorts of wonderful people uh, from around the world and helping them to understand uh, their life and this world that we travel through. Anyways, with that in mind, let's consider now what it means indeed for us to be in this period of the year where the sun has moved out of Scorpio into Sagittarius. In a way, it's good to see what we've come out of to understand what we're entering into. And I always see that Scorpio is that sign in which we encounter the great mysteries of life, of how do we do this? How do we too or many of us become one. How do we join together in a joint venture? How do we join together as a couple in relationship and partnership? To do that is the be all end all because one human being by themselves is really pretty pitiful. But when you put two or more together, boy, we can move mountains and we change the world and change ourselves. And so this mysterious, wondrous process of how we combine and let go of lesser things and discover greater things in us makes us encounter the mysteries of life and death and rebirth. And so we're struck by that and we're speechless by that, literally. And we have to get to the next sign of Sagittarius to really find our words and say, what just happened there? What did I encounter? What do I now know that I didn't know before? And can I, can I understand it for myself and share it with others? And so we, we read science and philosophy and religion and law, the great teachings that have been passed down to us. And we add our story to that story, adding to that well of wisdom by, by what we've encountered and what we now know. And so it's an ongoing process of developing and deepening our understanding of what is truth. And there are many truths that have been discovered and remain true, of course, to this day. And things we're still discovering about ourselves and the nature of this universe that we keep adding to this great understanding, what I call the greater understanding. Um, and so Sagittarius is about that. It's the sign of truth and, and, and sort of seeking for great higher knowledge and understanding, whether in, in a science or, or philosophy or metaphysics or religion. Um, and many other uh, ways of exploring the meaning of life. So if we look at this as this uh, an influence, working through the different planetary energies or planetary forms, um, this, the planets that we call the sun and moon planets, just for ease of our, our, our talking about things, but of course the sun is the sun, the moon is the moon, and then the planets. Um, when we talk about the placement of any particular body in a sign, it's taking that planetary function or that bodily function and moving it through that kind of modulating through that kind of energy. So let's do that. Let's look at what it might mean. So when your sun is in Sagittarius, its influence will be seen in your nature as a warm and optimistic individual with a great love of travel and adventure. In fact, you could say you're as a Sagittarian, your whole life is an adventure. And whether you travel the world or more as an armchair explorer, you read about other times and lands and cultures, you will see that life for you is a journey of discovery. You love anything that expands your experience of the world, and you may be drawn to study and find your vocation actually in religion or philosophy or science or the law or in publishing. Your fondness for other times and lands may in fact bring love to you from far away. Well, 
that's the sun. But what does the moon indicate? The moon being our emotional life and feelings and emotional responses so that when your moon is in Sag, you will be very emotionally and very direct. And so you tend to wear your heart on your sleeve. You have an emotional need for adventure and independence and, and an instinctual urge for travel and exploring. And when you find yourself under some degree of stress, you'll want to go out, explore or get out into the open to get away from being fenced in. When you have mercury, which rules the mind and our thought forms and how we pull information in and process that information and deliver that information of whatever medium, whether words or, or song or imagery, when your mercury is in Sagittarius, you seek knowledge and experiences that will increase your understanding. You tend to be a deep thinker and you wish to share your knowledge with friends and strangers also. You believe in freedom of speech and thought, but you as a Sag with Mercury and Sagittarius must be careful because your enthusiasm may cause you to push over much your truth upon others. And so you must learn as with Mercury and Sag to be more diplomatic. It's sometimes said about Sagittarius in general and Mercury and Sagittarius that they sometimes open their mouth to change their foot. Uh, we make that we say that in fun because usually they're forgiven those faux pas because everybody knows that there was no harm intended. It's the Sagittarius being enthusiastic and very direct. When you have your Venus in Sagittarius, you love exploring and having adventures with your partner. You want your partner to take you by your hand and say, hey, let's see what's out there. And so you will want to have a variety of friends from all walks of life and cultures. You may end up with someone as a partner who comes from a very different background than your own. And you will appreciate, have a great appreciation for the arts and cultures of many lands and through history. When Mars, the planet of desire and action and thrust in life, is in Sagittarius, you tend to be a very enthusiastic and inspiring leader. Um, you're driven by these ideals and you are very cause-based. And you will have plenty of freedom. You'll need plenty of freedom to explore and go on your adventures. And you will become angry or upset if your freedom is curtailed. <laughs> when Jupiter, the very planet that rules Sagittarius, is in Sagittarius... It gives a person like being a Sag, an exuberant nature, and you feel the whole point of life is centered upon this search for truth. And so you explore and travel in time and space and you shape your life. And so that is a never ending love of philosophy and science and religion and other cultures. Jupiter and Sagittarius is the seeker and the seer. And it creates a path of enthusiasm that can make for a very inspirational teacher. When Saturn, the planet that is the teacher and tester of our chart, is in Sagittarius, it indicates that your test in life is the test of truth. And so you're often born into a culture and time where there is an understanding of what is truth, but then it fails you or it's not enough. And so you take up that search for truth, which you quickly realize, I like to tell people who have this, you realize, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. There is no destination called truth. It's the journey. And so when Saturn's in Sagittarius, you will be challenged to take up the journey to the greater awareness by seeking for meaning in your own civilization as you equally journey through many other cultures and cultures, realms of religion, philosophy, and science. But in the end, the gift of Saturn in Sagittarius is true wisdom. 
Now, now we're going to get to planets that take a whole lot of time because Saturn gets into Sagittarius once every 27 years or so. But Uranus, the next planet at, out, takes seven years to go through each sign. And the last time it was in Sagittarius, not too long ago, was 1981 to 1988. But therefore, its position in a sign applies more to a sort of a subgeneration. If we think of generations as being anywhere from 12 or 15 to 20 years, then seven years is a part of a generation, so a subgeneration. And so those with Uranus and Sagittarius seek to break up the older approaches to truth and philosophy and religion. They'll be the authors for new ideas about how we understand ourselves and our world. Well, now we get out to Neptune, and Neptune takes 164 years to get around the solar system, and it spends twice the time, 14 years in each sign. So it's more like a generational influence. So all generation may have Neptune and Sag, we could argue. Well, that's one definition of a generation. And the meaning of Neptune and Sagittarius is more about a generation than an individual as a result. So this generation, which was in 1970, most recently till 1984 was the time, this generation will have a gift of spiritual vision, Neptune ruling our spiritual intuition and understanding. And they will approach their spiritual path as helping the world focus more upon spiritual goals. And they will seek to bend beliefs to be more expansive and more inclusive. So finally, we get to the planet Pluto, which was last in Sagittarius from 1995 to 2008, because it takes 245 years to get around the solar system, but it has a very elliptical orbit coming closer and further from the sun more than any other planet and going very outside the normal disks, uh, the more normal plane that most planets wrote come around the sun with. So it's spending time in any one sign can vary from up from down to 10 years to 32 years. So even more than Uranus and Neptune, the meaning of Pluto and Sagittarius really defines a, a de generation more than an individual. But for any individual, this generation will seek to transform philosophy and science and religion. They will have great insight and bring about a transformation of knowledge and wisdom for our world. And so those are the young ones just coming along now, born between 95 and 2008. We have to watch them. <laughs> okay. So, so then looking at Sagittarius on the houses, and maybe we should do that historically, look back at other times when these things happen. That would be fun to do too. And a uh, topic for our looking at when these planets that we're experiencing in these signs, looking at back historically when they happen and what happened with those generations, it'd be quite an interesting topic. So we have to still look at that, even maybe any of you, some of you may not have any planets in Sagittarius to say, doesn't apply to me. Not true, because somewhere in your chart, <laughs> you have Sagittarius. So looking at the Sagittarius on the houses of a chart, what does that show? Well, when you have Sagittarius on your first house, which is the house of your persona, how you appear to other people, life is met with enthusiasm and idealism. You will be a very playful and fun person. You'll like a puppy. Uh, you'll approach each day as a continuing adventure with many exciting lessons. You'll tend to be very direct, just like Mercury and Sag, and tell it like it is. And so you're you're often encouraged when you've got Sagittarius rising that you need to remember to be more diplomatic. 
okay, just like Mercury in Sagittarius. Um, when you've got Jupiter, I mean, when you've got Sagittarius on the second house of your chart, uh, that is the house of your values and resources and talent and ability, you will have an abundant sense of your self-worth. Your strength in life is founded upon your ability to be expansive in your views, and you will seem to be lucky to others, but it is because you are very generous and optimistic in terms of how you think, think and know things will turn out. When you've got Sagittarius on your third house, you are a very enthusiastic communicator and you very much enjoy learning. You'll have an open mind and you'll inspire other people and you will believe deeply and want to share what you know or what the truth is to, with the world. Now, Sagittarius and the fourth house, the house of your home and your family, means that you'll enjoy discussing the meaning of life stuff with your family. You need to have a very big home, space in your homes. That could just be tall ceilings or large windows, or maybe you need to have a lot of mirrors if you've got a small space because Sagittarius likes expansiveness. Now, when Sagittarius is on your fifth house, the house of creativity and self-expression, you will enjoy taking risks as a creator. You love expansive and outdoor spaces for recreation. Uh, me, I've got Sagittarius on my fifth house. I love climbing mountains. <laughs> so there you go, being as expansive as I can get, getting to the top of a mountain. So you tend with, Jupiter, with Sagittarius on your fifth house, you can become a wise teacher, and you may have a particular interest in the education of children, since the fifth house rules children as well. When you've got Jupiter on your sixth house, the house of how you order your life, your daily routine is going to be, you know, kind of free flowing. You may alternate actually between leaping into daily chores with all that enthusiasm and then quickly getting bored or not happy with it, switching gears and setting off on some new adventure or plan of discovery. When you've got Sagittarius setting on your house of relationship, the seventh house, you need a relationship that is centered on discovery and growth. You'll want your world to expand by being in a relationship that is an adventure full of fun. You need freedom in your personal relationships to explore the world. The way to hold on to you is not to hold on to you. <laughs> the way to have a relationship is through commitment and loyalty, which leads each of us to having our freedom to be who we are. When you have Sagittarius on your eighth house, well, that brings a very keen moral sense to that experience of unions like Scorpio, the eighth house rules unions. And whether you're involved in business enterprises or intimate relationships, your sense of truth and philosophy and religion and law gets woven into this. And you see that process of alchemy of union as the key to finding the truth and that your revelation is brought actually through you're joining with one another. Unless I have that experience of union, I can't get to truth. Then with Jupiter, uh, Sagittarius in the ninth house, well, that's the natural house of Sagittarius being the ninth sign. It says you're here on a quest for knowledge and you will pursue education to the highest levels or you will travel far and wide to discover the truth. And so whether you travel or you study, you will explore religion and philosophy and science and other cultures to keep broadening your understanding. When Sagittarius is at the top of the chart in what's called your 10th house of your path and purpose and career, the key to your success will flow from your moral compass, which is set to true north. 
Trust is truly the coin of the realm. And by holding to your core beliefs, your self-fulfillment will come as your colleagues and clients know that you are good and true to your word. They don't need a contract with you. Your handshake is as good as gold. Your career will be expansive and you may involve, it may involve you traveling and making foreign connections or distributing products or ideas. When you've got Sagittarius on your 11th house, you are an enthusiastic and fun-loving friend. You like to travel and explore the world with your friends or with groups of people. And in fact, you'll probably have friends from many, many other lands. Finally, the 12th house. When you've got Jupiter or Sagittarius on your 12th house, you know that you're on a spiritual quest. You will seek out many teachers or gurus on this path. And you will find that though you have traveled far and wide and asked many to help you understand the truth, you will come back to find that the answers were always there inside of you. Isn't that so? Well, um, I hope that was interesting. I, I, I plan on doing that. I was planning on doing that. I did it when I did Virgo, and then I got interrupted with things I had to do with medical issues, and I didn't do Libra or Scorpio. Um, but I hope to now continue this process of maybe going through all the signs that remain here each month um, and doing the same sort of thing, giving a little education on planets in the sign and that sign on the houses of the chart just to give you a little illustration of how astrology works and do other things too like like for instance if we were looking at a person's chart and we saw oh gee you've got Sagittarius on your first house um, and so what we know Jupiter rules Sagittarius so to understand what that might mean more deeply for you you might look immediately where's that Jupiter and let's say it was in your um, in your uh, uh, 11th house that would mean the key to your self-understanding would be through friendship and social causes, because that's the 11th house. Or let's say you had Jupiter, Sagittarius on your 10th house of career, but Jupiter was placed in your 5th house. That's the house of creativity and self-expression. People like that who have their 10th house ruler in their 5th house often can end up having a career that they love. It's not work at all. They love what they do. They can't believe that they're getting paid to do this. And so these kind of interwoving, interweaving of the planets and the signs and the houses, we can begin to knit a chart together and see how the, all the different parts of the chart reflect and inform one another. And that's the thing I always try to understand or help my clients understand is that a chart is a complex holistic structure. It's a mandala, a, a matrix of energies that are all benefiting and influencing and informing one another. And so you need to always just dive in and look at something in a particular way, but keep coming back at and looking at the chart as a whole. Otherwise you miss the real meaning and message of that one factor or that one factor. They have to be held together to understand them correctly. Okay. Well, with that in mind, let's see who's online today and what questions you might have for me. And I'm going to take it the first caller who called in. So here we go. Hello, caller. Who is this? Hi, Bill. Happy holidays. This is Stacy. And Hi. my birthday is a month from now, I guess, December 26, 1967. Hold on, hold on, just... on Stacy. <laughs> okay. okay. It's Stacy. Uh, and uh, I just want to get in my, on my computer here and get you in there. So, again, you have to repeat again to me the birth date again. 
12, which is December 26, yep. 1967. Okay. And do you have your time at birth? Yes, yeah, 6.18 in the morning. Okay. And where were you born? Oceanside, New York. Oceanside. Okay. And what can I do for you today? Well, I just, you know, it's almost ending 2018. It wasn't that good, um, you know, socially or, you know, for jobs or anything. So I just want to know, uh, you see a job coming into 19, going to be a better year for stability in that area. Okay, let's see what's been happening in your chart. I, I know without even letting this thing calculate, what I do is I click on it and say, give me a report for the this year and next year to see where all the planets are. And I took a quick visual look as well, because I'm looking at your chart. I, you know, your Capricorn, Scorpio moon and Sag rising, or that's that's what I get. <laughs> and um, But of course, for all you early Capricorns, um, you've been experiencing this last year, as you may know, your ruler, the planet Saturn, moved into Capricorn at the end of 2017. And whenever Saturn is going over our sun, which it was doing for you this year, it's going to be a challenging year for the most part where we're looking at ourselves and look at our potential of who we are and what we can be and what we're actually doing or accomplishing. And often we feel we're coming up short it is the feeling. Okay. And in your case, mm-hmm. because you're born with your Saturn already squaring your sun and now Saturn was on your sun, squaring your Saturn. It was sort of all this, all this stuff coming together. Um, you would have gone through a trying year in 2018. Okay. The good news uh-huh. is that we've come, we're af- after we got through the first, second week of November, Saturn's moving beyond all that now, and we'll leave you alone for next year. <laughs> so, so not that, not that it's always a bad experience. It's not meant to be bad, but it does make us have to stop and repair and renew and work on things. But moreover, for the last year, couple of years, you've had the progressed moon going through your eighth house, that house of union and joint venture or dealing with separations. And it more recently now has moved into your ninth house, which is a much more uplifting place for expansion and growth and more greater understanding and more travel coming up in your life. So that's to be looked forward to. So there's every reason to see why 2018 might have been rather difficult just from the Saturn transit and then also from that moon being in the eighth house. But those conditions have now lifted. Um, oh, the, thank the, God. In, terms of op- in terms of opportunity and growth coming into our life, um, we're always looking to, to, of course, our good friend Jupiter. Um, and what Jupiter is doing here now, it's finishing its move through your 12th house um, and is actually coming into your first house in February of 2019. And that's going to be like the winds turned and you had it in your face for a while. And all of a sudden it's at your back and it's propelling you, pushing you forward. You're going to feel very much more uplifted and confident and more assured about things starting in early part of 2019. Um, So there's more, more optimism, more expansion, more good fortune heading your way. You were, you were very, you felt very vulnerable in 2018. Um, it was terrible. It was no, no, terrible. Cause, no, because another thing you went through that I see here is it was because, you know, it's hard to pick it out all at once. But you also had um, not only did you have Saturn on your sun, which is tough enough, but you had the planet Uranus, the awakener going over your moon. 
Um, Uranus rules earthquakes, shocks, surprises. It's meant to break us out of old emotional patterns and free us and liberate us. And it does, but it's usually not very gentle about it. And usually we have losses we weren't anticipating. We feel very, we feel very much we're on shaky ground. We don't feel secure. We feel very insecure and vulnerable when Uranus is touching the moon. It's a, re, it's a real feeling, but what our answer is we've got to find a way of resecuring our life because obviously the way I was isn't working, so how can I do this now? Um, but it's meant to help you break out of old emotional patterns, not to react in the same way. So in the end, it frees you, but it's, it's not usually gentle about that experience. So your, your heightened vulnerability will also end but this is something that's going to carry into a little bit of 2019. It's not quite done yet, okay? Oh, my God. No, I mean, just, you know, I mean, there were some emotional shocks you went through this year, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And yet the opportunity was, in any of those relationships or experiences, is that it had outlived its usefulness and no longer was providing either you or that other person or group of people what you needed to continue to grow, and so you had to be broken free of it. Um, but it usually experience that we experience that at first as a loss, we don't see the gain Mm -hmm. we're getting, but the gain is coming in new experiences and a better, more authentic emotional life. Okay. Mm. Would you see any job coming soon? Even a stepping stone? This is crazy. Um, you know, before the end of the the, year, um, Saturn has moved beyond your, your, your Mercury and sun now, but it has to make that pass to Saturn um jupiter um let me see when it's going to make you've got jupiter there um when will it make contact with your midheaven because you've got sag rising which you know you're you're a capricorn but you got sag rising so you're both an optimistic and a pessimist roll into one here um as you know um (laughs) so hopefully you're a practical optimist that's what i would say you hopefully have going for you um and Jupiter will, when does it reach? It's going to make this contact. I, I, I would hope and believe that in December, you have some good news coming as Jupiter lines up with your Saturn by the first week of December there um, mm-hmm. is uh, something to look forward to in terms of some good news coming in terms of something professional. Oh, okay. that's wonderful because, you know, right away, you know, it's this kind of thing with why can't I keep a job, get a job, you know, it's hurting my mom, you know. And, oh, no, you no, no. It's, it's really hurting everyone, you know. And I said oh. to my mom, I try everything. I tried retail. I tried this. And, oh. you know, there it, it was no thank, family Thanksgiving, put it this way. Oh, no. As a result, well, she's, she's like, yeah, call yeah. me when you get a job. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, um, that, that's 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 unfortunate. Uh, that 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 would be the reaction. I would say, because you have Venus ruling your tenth house of career, and it's in your eleventh house of friends, you would do. You should use your network of friends and former colleagues at work to find work, always. Um, mm-hmm. And so, don't just look things up, or you know, or go on sites or websites or, or headhunters or whatever you would be doing, your best network is your network of friends and former colleagues. Use that. Talk yeah, to your friends. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I was on a temp job and 
keeping in touch with a few of them. And right now I'm studying Spanish because a lot of jobs down here where I'm at, they want you to know Spanish. So right now I'm trying to study, you know, so I can oh, be bilingual. So I'll have more opportunities. So I'm trying exactly. to do that. No, that well, that's, you know, again, practice that's... computer skills. I'm doing what I can. Well, now that's, it. that's exactly what Saturn touching your son and touching your Saturn is I have potentials, but to realize my potentials, I have to refine and make choices here to, to plug that in. And that's like you're saying, I have these skills, but I need these other skills to do this now. So that's perfect. So you're doing what you should be doing. And I think you'll see some results, if not in the beginning of December, by the end of December. Okay. Uh, thank you. You know, that really makes me feel better because like I said, you know, it it's just very challenging, you know, because I was in a job for almost a decade and I got laid off and I never I been through going from job to job and that doesn't look good on the resume. And, no, no, you but, know, pe- but many people, people are dealing with this. So yeah, well, many people are dealing with that. So they know this is not uncommon in the world we're in right now. And but yeah, your moon oh. is in the 10th house. So your your well-being emotionally rises and falls with your how will your experiencing your career and how well people are treating you or how well you're looked at in your career. So if you're not being well appreciated professionally, you're really not going to be a happy person. Uh, That is absolutely true. But, but I think it's going to change for you. Um, And so just hang in there and um, I've got to take other people now, but, but you can always call me again. Okay, Stacy. Okay. Thank you. And have a happy holidays. I appreciate you too. it. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Will all be, uh, thank you too. God bless. I just want to listen to the rest of your show. You're wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Hello. You've been waiting a long time. I'm sorry. This is Bill. Who's this? <laughs> Hi, <laughs> this is Julia also from Florida. Okay. Julia. Hi. Hi. Have you called before, or is this first time? You know, I did once. Uh, it was on one of your very early shows, so it's been a little while. I, it may have been actually your first show. I'm, it's been a while. I don't remember exactly. Are you there? Hello? 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 Oh no, I think we lost the bill. Hi there. I'm sorry. This Hi. is Bill. <laughs> there I, we go. <laughs> I was, well, yeah, no, what, what happened is I, uh, I, the, the program, Blog Talk Radio, offers you a chance to dial in your set. I can dial in through their interface or call in using my Skype. I thought, and I had trouble with the call in on the show for things, so I used the Skype for a couple of shows. And then I, try, I thought I'd try it again. Again, it dropped me, so I'm going to keep using oh, my no. Skype line. <laughs> but again, oh, so I apologize. No. I I, I couldn't talk because I wasn't on the show anymore, but here I am again, and there you are again. Welcome so back. what I was asking you, Leah, was, um, are you September 16th, 1961? 
Yes, that's me. Yes. Oh. Okay, good. So let me bring you up. I don't, you don't have to give me that information again. We're good to go. So, so that's okay. good. Say sometime, please. So how can I help you today? <laughs> well, actually, uh, similar to the last caller, I was uh, curious about um, future employment opportunities and also uh, if it happens to show any indication of possible life partner coming in for me. Okay. Um, let's see what's happening in your chart. Um uh, let me just look at everything. I'm letting the numbers run here and see what's what's up. So in terms of your the inner measure of time, what we call in astrology, the progress chart, your progress moon has been like a few years now. It's been, I would say, almost three years now, and it's only got another seven months to go, marching through what's called the second house of a person's chart. And that is the house of values and resources, our talents and ability and yes, in our culture, our money and income. And when the moon's going through there, we're going through an educational process of having to re-examine what am I good at, what am I good for, what are my strengths, what are my talents. And this has been reinforced in your life over the last several years, probably 15 or certainly 16, 17, 18 uh, into 19 Saturn, that outward timekeeper, is also in that part of your chart. You are going through quite a process of education, re-education regarding what is my strength or what are my talents or what are my abilities. Um, And you have to be maximally adaptive now in reconnecting your strengths and, and combining them in new ways or developing new strengths or retiring old ones and developing new ones. This is what this whole period's been for. No one would go through either one of these passages uh, that you're going through at the same time. So in a way, you've doubled down and get through it all at once, I guess, is a good way of looking at it without experiencing some degree of the need to make adjustments in their financial economic life. And usually it's rather challenging. Um, The good good news is you're almost done, but you're not quite out of the woods yet. And so that is certainly something that I cannot say, oh, what you've experienced is about to end in the next moment. Um, I'm saying more that you've got another six months to go with the moon in that house. And you've got, uh, let's see, with Saturn, yeah, another, another year to go. So this is, not go- this is not going away yet, okay? But it will certainly become less intense by the middle of next year. And the good news, there is always good news, too. Um, the planet Jupiter, which rules growth, expansion, good fortune, good luck, the planet that rules Sagittarius, is in your first house now, which means there is opportunity coming. There would have been a lifting that occurred for you. Probably, um, I would have imagined that you would have felt a turning uh, somehow in September, October of this year, that things began to lighten up somewhat. Um, And you may, in fact, as a result, beginning in February of 2019, Jupiter begins moving into your second house, the house of values and resources and money and income, which means that the the sense that things are beginning to turn a bit in 2018 into 19 will now lead to real physical manifestations that growth is back, beginning maybe as early as February. So, if I was reading you as an, any client would come to me, I'd say, yes, things are changing, things are turning. You still have to be patient. 
Uh, again, I know you're a Virgo, and Virgos measure themselves by their worthwhileness through working. And if one is not working or working in a meaningful way, what's the point of living? <laughs> so it is a very important thing that you find some, some way of feeling and experiencing that in your life, even if you're not fully employed right now. So whether it's volunteering or, or like retraining like that, like that previous caller, like I'm still, if I can't work, at least I'm getting quit, quit better would be things you'd want to do right now. So that when you do find this energy lifts, you can make the most advantage of it, take the most advantage of it. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Um, no, I think, I think it's going to, I really would count on that moon leaving there being quite a lift for you. Um, and so you'll definitely feel the pressure lifting and Jupiter coming into your second house. That always means a person feels like I feel more worthy. I feel more valuable. And, and the universe is confirming that by how I'm being experiencing life and being treated by others. So your value is going to start increasing and, and growing by early next year. Oh, good. I'm so ready for just to feel lighter and feel more positive and optimistic about, you know, my future. It's just like, feel yeah. like it's been so heavy for so long that it's just like, oh, gosh, is, there, is it ever going to get better? Well, <laughs> kind of well, and again, like, like that previous caller, um, they had the ruler of their 10th house of career in the 11th house, but you have the ruler of your 6th house of work itself, and, of course, the sixth house of work is the natural house for Virgo being the sixth sign. But you have Aries on that house, and your Mars happens to be in your 11th house. So, again, for you, one of the pathways, you'll make friends through work and find friends through your work. Again, it said, and through your social activities, your social functions, being involved in the community and community activities and causes. Um, often we may think, well, gee, I should just go with a headhunter or read, read the classifieds, and I don't want to go out to an event. I don't want to go volunteer at my local food mart or, or environmental cleanup fund or whatever it is. But lo and behold, by going out there and participating in our community and being an active member in helping others or helping my community, other people meet me, I meet them, and all, they said, oh, I got a job for you. Or I mean, That's how it happens. So one thing is to stay actively engaged socially in, in causes you believe in, whether it's educational, environmental, sp spiritual, I don't care. But by being with those people of similar mind or interest, they will help you find your way to your job. Oh, nice. Okay. That's very good. Yes. Okay. Uh, did right. it happen to have any indication as far as a life partner? Well, a life partner. Anywhere I, on the I'm horizon? Sorry. Okay. So for life partner... Um, let's see where our planets are. Um, you know, probably it's, it's, it, it's going to be, again, um, in terms of um, partnership and relationship, um, you have the ruler of your seventh house of relationship. Venus is in your ninth house, um, which often means we meet our partners or potential partners while traveling. Um, because Mars also rules your fifth house of romance, it also means you meet your partner or potential love through friends. Um, but also it means through travel, through education, uh, things that expand your mind and your and enjoyment of other cultures and times and places and going to places that feature that is how I meet potential partners in my life. 
Um, so by putting yourself in those settings, uh, again, socially, being socially active, engaged with friends, or in educational or travel-like experiences, you meet people from far away, you could meet a potential partner. Okay? Cool. Yeah, I okay. really liked what you were saying about, like, in the beginning when you were talking about Sag. With, I, I was a Sag, or I am a Sag moon, as you can see, and my ex-husband was military, so we moved every three years. So I, I definitely get that. What you were saying <laughs> you about the got traveling. And the, yeah, well, again, I just wanted and, to and confirm it, that. that oh, yeah. no, that's true. No, and again, with... Again, people forget that we're, we're a mixture of different elements that makes us the unique person we are. And, and, of course, with the moon rising, I say about anybody with the moon rising, your greatest strength is your sensitivity. You feel your way through life. You sense what's when you move into a room or you meet move in a meeting of people in a room, you immediately feel the energy in there. And you can sense where there's a good space or there are nice people here. And if there's someone who's angry, upset, it affects you. And you might look at other people and think, oh, my God, these are the people that are so strong. They're not affected by this very difficult or toxic person in here. Those people aren't strong. They're just clueless. You, Julia, are clued in. You have great awareness of your surroundings, but it washes back over you. So you've got to be a smart sponge and pull yourself yeah. out of situations that are toxic. Otherwise, it's going to affect you. And, and whenever you're not feeling right, whenever you feel your life, you're having a difficult day or a difficult week or whatever, go to the water, go to the beach, look at the ocean. Yes. It center you every time. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny that you said that because that is, I always say the beach is my happy place. And you just confirmed it. It is your happy place. Oh, my gosh. It's not just me thinking that. It really is. (laughs) I know it's really true. No, it anchors you every time. So you need that. You need that to sort of through all the noise emotionally and come to your calm space of feeling good about oh. you, and you'll get that at the beach. Yes. I love okay. that. I'm so happy you said that. Thank you. <laughs> this is Welcome. Wonderful. Okay. Was... All right. Well, I'll talk to you again, okay? <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. Happy holidays. Okay. Yeah, you too. Happy holidays, Julia. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? This? Hi, how this? are you? Hi. <laughs> uh, this is Jessica. I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, my birth date is a le- I think maybe I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Um, let's, let's put my you birth in. date is 11-22-68. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just turned 50 the other day at one twenty-one in the afternoon. 11-22-68. At, you said at one twenty-two in the afternoon. No, one and where was one Oh, 121. Pittsburgh, and where was that? One, one, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, okay, 121 in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Okay, let me just get that in there. Back in the day, we'd have to look all this stuff up in books and tables and do calculations, and it took – I could get it done in about 20 minutes, calculate and drop a chart. Now we do it in milliseconds. Seconds. <laughs> which, yeah, just hit the button, go, and it's done, which is so good. Um, so just to confirm, it's November 22nd, 68. 1.21 p.m. in Pittsburgh, and you are a, you just made it, you're a Sag uh, with a Capricorn moon, and you've got Pisces as your rising sign, correct? Correct. Okay, so um, what I is your wanted, question? I, so I knew that I would have to move soon, um, but okay. I found out this morning that I have to move by like the middle okay. of January, but my finances aren't the best. 
so I wanted right. to ask about my finances and moving because I don't have a choice. I do have to have to move. I just don't have the finances. Right. Um, well, let's see um, where everything is moving in your chart right now. Saturn, Saturn's been been in that early part of Capricorn, and it's been dancing all year long back and forth over your moon. So it's understandable that you'd have these tests and challenges regarding your feelings and emotional life. And a lot of that's anchored in how we are doing with our home and our feelings about our home. So it's been a, a challenging year for that, um, for you. And, um, let's see what else is affecting that man, Pluto over Saturn. Um, I'm just looking at all the different alignments before I speak out of turn here. And Okay. The big indicator, always we look at the, the progressions of the chart to see inner motions. And what's happening now is that your progressed moon is leaving the house of relationships and partnerships and moving in that first, second week of December into the eighth house, which is that house of unions and joint ventures. But that's also therefore known in astrology as the house of, of debts and financing and loans and going into debt. I'm not saying you're going into debt. But you may be looking at the need to, I need some help to do this. Um, and whether I you go right. in some so kind I, of... So I'll have the financing. The issue is I just started looking for a job too, but now I have to move. So you are correct. I have to figure out how I'm actually going to pay for it. Yes. And so this may say that I may have to look at my, my whole financial picture. You know, what are my savings? What, what do I have? Uh, what, what are my sources of income? Uh, who who do I who could I find who might be helpful at a time like this that I could you know some people they say well gee I never thought I'd be doing this at this time in my life but I'm I'm gonna get a place with somebody else and we'll we'll split the cost I mean <laughs> it's like we think we did that in our teenage years or young in our 20s but it can happen and so you might want to think about how can I how can I manage this without losing too much of my savings or am I going to have to temporarily dip into savings through this period and try to finance that correctly to get bridge this peer before I get myself back and can pay for what I'm going into here. But well, this is a time when like for me, so I'm yeah. I'm finalizing a very very nasty divorce, so there is no yep. savings to dip into. Okay. Right. So but that's you what I'm are anticipating it, 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 when that divorce is finalized, are you anticipating there's going to be some sum of money coming your way? There should be, but the way that he has been, he doesn't pay anything he's court ordered to pay. So I'm sure there'll okay. be I'm sure it'll be court ordered, but I'm sure I won't receive it. Well, maybe at some point after a long wait, you're not going to get it in time for this need to move. Um, I I I would say, um, see that that I don't have an answer for you in terms of what you could do other than dealing with the issue of temporarily um, finding com- some kind of financing vehicle to carry you over temporarily. Because that's exactly right. what's being addressed, the issue of debts. I don't want to take on debt, but I may have to take on debt temporarily till I can get myself squared away here in a job where I can pay for my new housing situation. Um, so Do is you it that you see me getting a job soon? Okay, so that's the that's the next question is is there a work coming? Um and 
The good news there for you is the planet Jupiter, which again rules growth, expansion, good fortune, good luck. It's your planet. It's in Sagittarius now. It's moving through your ninth house, which usually means, which is the house of the law. You should do better now than most other times in your life in a legal matter or legal settlement. Again, like you say, great, I get the settlement, but I don't, I can't claim it. But at least it looks like you're going to do okay. But starting in right. February, you know, that's still several months away, Jupiter gets to your 10th house of career. And when Jupiter's up there, you get lucky breaks. Doors open for you. you get, if you're working, you get a promotion and raise. If you're not working, Wait, can, I, also, can I ask you to go back to something you said? So you just mm-hmm. said something about the law and that it's a good time because there's another court issue at hand. Um, okay. I'm awaiting two separate positive answers. What is the time frame for that? Like, what's the the well, you, time you should, of the, 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 Well, the Jupiter went over your sun in that ninth house. That was November the 10th. It made contact with your Jupiter November the 13th. It made contact. All well, these are good contacts to your Uranus and on November 21st, really on your birthday. And the next good contact it makes is in mid-December, like December 15th to your Mars, which actually rules your second house of money and income. So in terms of a positive financial settlement of some kind, um, then there is something showing up here in mid-December. And that's kind of interesting to me because also the thing about the eighth house that that moon's going into, your progressed moon, by the early part of this, by, by um, when was it, on December the 9th, right around the same time, that's the house also of unearned income. So people who are getting a an inheritance or people are getting a payout. They didn't earn that money. They didn't work for that money. They just got a, a pile of money. That eighth house gets activated at that time. So that's the thing about the moon going in there. You may have to go into debt, but you also may find that money's coming to you that you did not have to work for, per se. And that, and that Jupiter lining up with your Mars would also reflect that. So maybe here in December, there is a really a bright light coming here for financial you know, Im- improvement for you. Okay. That's what I would say. Okay. Well, so another finance, there's another legal matter you're, you're addressing mm-hmm. then at this time too, right? Right. There's a second legal matter that deals with my children that I'm waiting for an answer from, from the superior court. Okay. Well, again, with that also in mind, um, I, we know Mercury is in retrograde now. <laughs> And, so and people always complain about it, but it does have a timing effect if sometimes delaying things and then things move forward after it goes direct. Mercury turned retrograde on November 16th. It's retrograding in your ninth house of the law. So things might seem to stall now or have to be reviewed and re-reviewed and re- re-examined. It goes direct on December 6th in your ninth house. So I would say right there again, that first, second week of December, there's news coming. Oh, great. Okay. Positive news. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And stay in touch, Have okay? a great day. Thank you, you too. so much. Uh, sure. Okay, bye. Okay, let's try to, get, we'll try to get one more on here. Who's this? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Can you Who's hear this? me? I hear you. Marie? Marie. Hi, Marie. Have you called before? I have from Angola. Oh, um, let me let me see if I've got you in here. Then hold on, let me. So I don't have to ask you again. You can just Marie. I don't see Marie. 
So why don't you? 20. What's oh, what's the date? What's the date of birth? Six twenty-six. Six twenty-six. Six, six, and what year? Sixty-three. Sixty-three. I'm looking for any boy born in sixty-three. No, I don't have you here for some reason. I'm sorry. So let me just um, um, get Marie. And what's your birth date? Six twenty-six. Sixty-three. Yep. Thank you very much. And then your time of birth again? Seven eighteen. Uh, is that AM or PM? P PM. Sorry. PM. Okay. And the city of birth? C A T O F E. Aha. Okay. And that is in. Angola. Angola. Okay. Angola. Got you. Okay. C O T. F-E, you said? P-A-F-E. Oh, P, okay, that's why I can't. So C-A-T-O-F-E. Right, okay, okay. Let me just do this. Gotcha. Okay, and what can I do for you? Yeah. Oh, did you find it? Yeah, I, do. I have you. I have, so what I have you tried to see, your, your cancer with Virgo moon and Sagittarius rising, correct? Uh, mm. Capricorn rising is what you had given me hmm. before. Oh, oh, gee. Now, hmm. Maybe I've got the wrong city, so that's why it's giving me the wrong. Right, what, what, what's your last name? It, okay, so the city is C-A-T-O-F-E. Okay, let me just do that. C-O-C-O-F. No. C-A is an Okay. T. T-O-F-E. What I've got in here, and it's not coming up in my database of of uh, uh, in Angola. Oh, that's funny because I do have a chart you gave me um, oh, I, with it, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the next city what, before that, which is Q U I B A L A. Okay, I've got that, and let me put that in there. And yes, Capricorn rising. You're right. <laughs> okay. okay, so. With all that in mind, what can I do for you? (laughs) What can you help me with? You give me whatever information you can help. I have a million questions, but uh, it's been a rough year, so I'm just hoping you give me some good Um, Well, you've had a rough year because you've been having that moon progressing through your eighth house for actually a couple years now. And the good news is in about (laughs) four months, it leaves there and you go into the ninth house of understanding. So you will definitely feel an emotional up a lifting and we can continue on the show make end but i can keep talking with you probably here and the moon going the ninth house means now i come to this place of understanding and my struggles in my life i have become more muted or lifted for me so you're definitely going to feel for the next year in the 11th house this is a time where out. there's a lot of growth hello yeah you What's cut that? out well, i did do, do i still there Oh. Yeah, I well, can um, hear you now. Yeah. But. Okay, it's our connection because I was having a hard time hearing you. So anyway, so it'll be on the recording, so you can listen on the website to the podcast, and my voice will be there clearly at that point, so you can listen to it again. So Jupiter in the okay. 11th house means this is a time for growth and expansion in terms of friendships and group activities and help you helping your friends and friends helping you. That's where you can expect a lot of support coming into your life right now. And so you should look to that in terms of 
where benefits will flow into your life during this period. Um, and let's see what else is happening here in terms of um, planetary transit. Say again, Marie? I'll quit hibernating. You've been hibernating, kind of you been, say? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. you're going to come out of that hibernation by March. That's when your progress moon goes into your ninth house, and you'll feel much more able to sort of lift out of yourself emotionally, be more available emotionally, not be so churned and churning emotionally. But also this last year, given your cancer, you had Saturn, unlike the other caller, you had Saturn opposite your sun, which is definitely feeling like you're running up against an immovable object and you can't get moving forward. That's lifted after we got through October. So things should definitely be lifting and easier now than they would have been through the whole month, uh, the whole year of 2018. But Mm -hmm. this two-year period of 18 and 19, you have Neptune going over your Mercury, which is wonderful for the creative mind. It's great for imagination and creativity and dreaming and wondering and being very spiritual with one's mind. But it means you've got to pay much more attention to communications. Be careful about misunderstandings and confusion um, because it makes your mind wander and wool gather. So you're not always present. You're often wandering away. So use it for creative purposes, for creative writing and painting and sculpting, for dreaming, for imagining things. By using it that way, in your regular, ordinary part of your life, you won't be, you know, floating away. Um, But this can make a person feel sometimes a little scared because they feel their mind is no longer under their control. But if you give it time to play, time to wander and be creative, then it will leave you alone in the rest of your day. (laughs) So definitely you need a sense of humor and you need to use your mind creatively this year and next year, 2019 as well. Okay. I've felt those effects very much. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, it's sometimes people think they're losing their mind. They think they're going through, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia. It's not that at all. It's just your mind showing you that it's going on a journey and you need to encourage it and not be frustrated with it, but work with it. And so I would encourage Mm -hmm. you to do anything creatively, whether it's painting, sculpting, gardening, writing, painting, you name it. Um, But, but whatever is creative for you, and you set aside some time for that every day and for just using your imagination, then you will not find your mind wandering off or being as forgetful in your, the rest of your day. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, I hope, I hope that was helpful. I'm sorry you were the last caller. We didn't have enough time here, but, um, but that's what I'll give you for now. And I've got to end the episode because I'm already a couple minutes over now. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop it for now. But do call in again, okay, Marie, and I'll save your chart so I have it, and I'll look up that Katofi, and maybe if we've had readings before, I should find you in my database, so I'll find you there in, the, in, my, in my database. You, you for, should, because we've done several. several. Okay, um, then probably, probably you're in my fine. database someplace else, and I'll find you, okay? okay. Thank you so much. Okay, Marie. Oh, okay, Take be care. well. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye-bye.